0: Hello and welcome to another episode of The Brett Campbell Show. In today's episode, I speak with Fred Shabesta. Fred is the co-founder of Finder.com and recent, he is the recent number one best-selling author of Go Live, 10 Principles to Launch a Global Empire. Today's episode is focused around Fred's launch of his new book, but like always, um, and this is the third time Fred's been on this podcast Every time we, we sort of set out to have a bit of a structured conversation, we go down a number of rabbit holes. Um, but when Fred speaks, you know, I highly recommend people listen. Um, he's a super successful guy, built extremely successful businesses. He has a personal net worth of over $300 million. He recently just purchased his dream home uh, on the cliffs of Sydney, a uh, $17 million property purchase, and I believe he did that through Bitcoin. He calls it as Bitcoin castle. Um, but anyway, I'll leave you with all of that. But before we do, um, please jump onto Instagram. Take a screenshot of you listening to this. Upload this to Instagram stories. Tag myself, at Brett Campbell Official. And also tag Fred, at Fred Shabesta. Um, that way we know you're listening to the episode and we'll happily share, um, share your story as well. So this is a really... Awesome interview we talk about a number of different topics a number of different things um, that if you're an entrepreneur and you're a business owner and you're looking to uh, to just get better uh, this is the episode for you so I hope you enjoy it um, and as always if you've gotten value from this we'd love and we'd love you to uh, head over to iTunes leave us a review drop us a five star because that's just a nice thing to do anyhow let's jump into today's episode with the one and only Fred Shibester. brother firstly welcome back this is your uh, this is our I think third podcast. I think you might be the first person that I've actually had on my podcast three times.
1: That's an honor.
0: Mate. Brett, thank you. Royalty. And there's a, there's a reason why I wanted to get you back. Cause every time we've connected, we've had a conversation about very interesting stuff. Um, obviously mm-hmm. you know, first time ran, you, you were talking more about your journey on how you, you built finder, you know, one of Australia's most successful um, businesses and, we started talking about a number of different things, and I got to know you, the person, and, and um, you know, watching from afar and, and seeing what's going on. And obviously, I got a little bit of a, um, you know, a, a lucky insight into you know, your book that you've, you've released. I got a pre-release sent over, and, and I was able to have a bit of a digestion of that. And, mate, super uh, excited to, to dive into that today because, um, mm-hmm. you know, there's, there's more to you than meets the eye, I think. You know, um, so I want to start by saying to you, first of all, why did you decide to write a book? It's not like you don't have enough things going on. <laughs> um,
2: <clears throat> when, like, I think it's been five
1: years of thinking of writing a book and I started several of them. I wrote, you know, contents and I wrote um even wrote what chapters were going to be in it and, you know, but I actually stopped again like so many times and went, no, this is not the level. This is not going to form a book. It's not, it's not there.
3: Right.
1: And so I essentially um, kept on trying to make it essentially. And it wasn't until, I think it's during COVID. That's when COVID started. That I had some time to slow down, and you just get a lot more time. Uh, What I found during COVID actually is I've created so many things. I created the song the other day. Just that sounds whack, but um, it's called um, must be. It's it's called um, it's called uh, the Crypto Castle.
0: Was that was that the one that you you wrote off the back of meeting with Carl and Jackie O?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's part <laughs> of it. Yeah. Um, and so I just thought this is a way we could, you know um, put put content in, um, um and really, I'll tell okay, I'll, I'll throw you, I'll frame it too in a different way. So one of the guys who worked with me really closely, he called me up. He got a copy of the book. He read it. He only read it. He's only started reading half of it. He's sort of halfway through. Called me up. He was literally in tears. And he said, man, you know, I remember working with you and these are all the stories. I remember you telling me these stories and these things. I was there. I've, I've seen you do these things. And then when you write it down, I realized how incredible it was being around you that I was just continuously getting shared these ideas all the time, like continuously just being shared them. And he said, I I just missed you so much. And that rocked me.
3: Mm.
1: (laughs) So firstly, there was something to write about. That was nice. Um, You know, secondly, I I think I've just been working on this idea of principles of recent. And that's why this thing is really a principle's, based book. And yeah, I definitely say it's, it's sort of been in the works for five years, but just didn't know, didn't quite have the time and what the topic was going to be and mm. all sort of came together. And I think it all flowed from, you know, all the podcasts I've done, all the articles I've written and stories I've told and presentations and all summed together. And this is what came out of it. Mm. Um,
0: so to get to give you is the, the, um, the nuts and bolts, is called Go Live, 10 Principles to Launch a Global Empire. Mate, the 10 principles, I resonate with all of them. I'm interested to see which ones didn't make the cut. Because, yeah, obviously it's hard to distill decades, decades of wisdom and, and, you know, lessons learned to try and distill it down to 10, right? So, so what were some of your favorites that didn't make the cut? Cause I'm sure you had a list of bloody hundreds of them, right. When, when you were mm. initially ideating out the concept, it's cause a similar thing with me, you know, I wrote my first book in 2017 and for me, it wasn't, what do I include? It's like, what do I exclude? Wow. Right. So what, what, what was some of the principles, you know, that, that didn't make the cut that, you know, you, you, you wish you, you sort of could have, but it, it would have broken the, uh, <laughs> the rule of 10.
2: I think there were, you know,
1: there was a lot of parts on emotional growth Mm. Um, and there's a whole other dimension that I, you know, I think we've talked about this before in our previous episodes. I think there's some pretty deep conversations in there and I think that kind of had, it wasn't, it it was, that was actually the formation of another book and I kind of like started to break into it but then it didn't really fit. Yeah. And so had to pull all of that out. Um, you know, I'm not good enough. I'm alone. I'm not worthy. Yeah. Um, you know, that whole, you know, I lose. There's a, like, you know, pretty spicy topics, right? Yeah. Um, it's kind of framed into, you know, there is a chapter in about that slightly, but it doesn't quite hit the same level that I wanted to go to. Um. I think the other part is there's probably a bit more nuts and bolts, you know, like how to, Mm. and I just, I didn't really want to get too much into how to, there's so many books on how to, you know, there's so many people that have covered that and there's heaps of articles to go into. And I don't think necessarily my how to is necessarily any better than anyone else. I don't know if I had any extra value there. So we removed all of that. Mm. And really the, the book is really about the mindset and when you come to an important decision and you can think of that story that you've read that I did in those moments, and then you can go and use that. And that's kind of what we left in. Mm. Um, There's so much more, you know.
0: Well, you've got volumes worth of books, right? Because, yeah, again, back to my initial point is you're trying to distill decades of wisdom of, you know, being a serial entrepreneur you know, borderline crazy human being. And and you're you're trying to take that and so Brett,
1: just just on that, there's just there's there's a very there's only a very small difference between um, a great leader and crazy. Um one of them has some people following them. Mm. Both pretty crazy.
0: Yep. Absolutely. You know, you, you've got to be crazy to be a leader because there's, there's so much extra, well, I won't say baggage, but there's so much extra responsibility that you mm. have to put yourself under. But, you know, a great leader thrives in that because they want that. They want the the test of themselves, right? So, um, mate, what does go live mean? Let's give a little bit of a, a synopsis. What mm. does that even mean? So someone picks up your book. What Give us the, what does go live?
1: So I... I have this thing in Finder. It's actually the third value of Finder. There's five values of Finder. Um, and I have to say it came from, you know, if anyone no goes, We think you're doing this, or think, you know, should we, you know, I'm thinking of this, and you know, here's the problem and this is the solution. And I literally would just write two words, go live. Um <laughs> what does it mean? It's a call to arms, it is a rally, there is honor to going live, to putting something live on the internet, to getting something off the desk, out of the computer and into people's hands, to to transcend idea and imaginary into hard, cold reality atoms and electrons that other people can enjoy experience gain value. There is an honour in that. And it's a celebration of that. It's also a call to arms. It's a rally call and it's really it's saying, I back you, mm. go for it, you know, take a risk. Let's go. You know, I think there's a, the, the line, which everyone, you know, resonates so hard. Um, we've, if, if there aren't a few bugs in, in the book, you know, if there aren't a few bugs then you and you, you don't feel mildly embarrassed, then you've probably launched a little too late. Mm. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I've been yeah. I've been living vicariously through the rule of done is better than perfect. I can't remember where I first seen it, but the first some quotes sometimes you see and they they just create a monumental shift within inside of you, right? It's when I when I seen that I was like done is better than perfect. For me, it was literally that first time that I was able to give myself permission to be able to do that because you know you sort of live in this we we live in this world where um, yeah, especially me growing up is I always thought that. It had to everything had to, i's dot, had to be dotted T's had to be crossed but I was never that type of person I'd, I'd always be breaking the mold I'd always be finding the shortcut or the easiest or the fastest way to do anything right essentially um, so that that whole concept of go live you know done is better than perfect I, I, I love it it's um, there's too many people who are you know gonna be the best kept secrets right um, there's no shortage of ideas, but there's shortage of, of applications. So there's one principle here that I, I resonate with. I mean, I resonate with them all, but one of them I'm always interested in, in uncovering successful people's thinking patterns, so to speak. And, and the lesson yeah. that you've or the principle is never stop learning. It's actually one of our guiding Mm. principles here at Claxon at at, at our um, agency. And, you know, the value of that, I I talk about it as, as I believe each individual is a, is a stock, right? So imagine you're a stock and you're on the stock exchange, you know, how do you increase your stock value? For me personally, it's like increasing your knowledge, increasing your ability Mm. to to know things, learn and do. So um, how do you learn? So obviously great concept never stop learning but but how do you go and, and how do you approach learning are, are you a are you a learner who just has to immerse yourself immensely in a specific topic do you have a specific you know way of thinking through how do you learn something what do you got for us there
1: great analogy by the way i want to just pick up Brett? wow on the stock idea
3: mm-hmm. yeah and
1: the next question I was going to ask is who are the board of directors? (laughs) You know, I think that's interesting, Yeah. you know, Uh, and who are the main shareholders? You know, we'll we'll come back to that of the, of the company, (laughs) you know, who's driving this train. Um, So mental models around learning, I'll just share. Yeah, I'll just be open about what I'm learning right now. Well, I don't know if that'll help. Maybe there's uh, – I, I don't think Ste- I've
0: – Step us through how how you've gone about learning it.
1: Yeah. So right now I'm really deep into NFTs, mm-hmm. non-fungible tokens in cryptocurrency. Um, I'm really into play to earn, which is about um, – where people play a computer game and they earn money. Mm-hmm. And there's some incredible stuff going on with Axie Infinity. Um, there's some ex- incredible stuff going on. Uh, Sandbox, um, you know, Rev Token with, you know, Motocross, Zed Run. They're Australian guys, incredible guys, love them. Digital horses running around the field, making money, breeding. It's next (laughs) level stuff, right?
0: Yeah, it's mind Uh, I've
1: seen, and and there there are some incredible pictures coming out of the Philippines of little kids with, you know, boxes of, um, you know, Wheat bix and orange juice and, you know, some hand sanitizers. They sit on a little cardboard box with, without any, you know, you know, just on a, on a dirt floor because that's where they live, you know, between the houses and they now have some food and, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, it's to about, you know, let's say give or take, they're making about 26 bucks a day, US, um, um, it's pretty significant, right? That's a, that's a significant amount of money um, for them. That's life-changing in the Philippines. And anyway, so that's, that's, this is this, I've done it fascinating, right? And so what am I doing to do this, to get into this journey? Um, well, the first thing is I started playing the games. <laughs> um, I just loaded them up. I was like, okay, let's get in. You know, no idea, got to figure this out, okay. So in I went and I started to become one of these people. Then I started speaking to people who were looking to invest in the area. And I'm speaking to them. Anyone who's investing in the area, even if they're new or old, I clearly know something about it because they're putting money into it, right? That's a, that's a significant amount of knowledge they've got. Um, also, it doesn't necessarily mean they know what's going to happen. But so, you sure. know, when, when something's really new, could, could be a massive bums to you. So, you, you, you know, buyer beware. Um, the other thing I'm doing is, um, I, you know, I do read a lot of articles um, I speak in chat groups. I have a very small little chat groups with people who are very specialized in certain areas. And I hang out with a lot of founders if I can who are in the space. Mm. Um, and, you know, I think I just, I'm talking about it. I, I've literally opened my mind to it. I've gone, anything, anyone mentions it, talks about it, anything, I'm in there. And one thing, you know, it's like, oh, what's that? Haven't heard about that. I'll go and learn about that. What's that? I'll go and learn about that. And I'm on and on. I've just been on this deep dive Mm -hmm. of recent, just nonstop looking up these things. Yeah, I think so. Maybe it's a process of immersion, total immersion in a topic.
0: It it sounds Um, very much like a, a very unstructured, structured way of learning, right? Where you just jump into the pool and surround yourself with with every bit of ocean life, so to speak. And, and just by way of osmosis, it just starts to, you know, what you capture sort of filters through and, and you retain the things that are most meaningful.
1: 100%. Yeah. And I think what I've learned in how to do this, and I've done this, you know, it's how I got into cryptocurrency. It's how I got on the internet in the first place um, is I just hang out with cool people yeah. and try and add lots of value that I can, whatever I can add to them. And in return, I ask them, you know, a few questions here, but, but, but don't, I think the difference is what I always make sure is that I give more than I take. And you know, if I meet someone that they could be of value to them, I'll connect them up.
2: Yeah.
1: Even if it's not to my benefit, you know, cause I'm here to learn and I'm, I'm trying to add, you know, I'm trying to make the campsite more beautiful than when I first found it mm-hmm. Always. I think that's the principle I take into anything I'm learning. I think people, you know, they probably see me come through and do that stuff. but I just, you know, I just move and add value where I can and ask and be the student in the room. Many, many, you know, so I'll tell you another story. So back in 2017 in January, sorry, 2018 in January, I was in London and I found a hackathon going on, like, like a, like a, blockchain hackathon and I literally turned up to a hackathon for three days straight and joined up with students and developers and there's just some very unusual questions it's like oh so what do you do I'm like well you know I have this company and you know it's going pretty well and then they're sitting there like what are you doing here You know, <laughs> and I'm like well I'm, I'm here to learn and build and you know, it was a little unusual, and it made it a little bit strange at certain points. But you know, and then I went and presented my hackathon. I didn't win, which was awesome, and I learned from that. Um, actually, my idea I had back then was genius, and I should have pursued it even further. But anyway, that's a whole other thing. Yeah. Um, I just realized, yeah, I'm just not worried about being humble and just submitting myself as the yeah. as the learner in the room.
0: Well, that, that's, that's the, the next, well, when I say the next, it's, you yeah, as you progress through the, let's call it the hierarchy of, of leadership and, and being a leader and, and someone that people, you know, look up to and aspire to, um, you know, that ability, it's actually a place of strength when you can show weakness, right? But when you're on your way up. It's, it's almost sort of counterintuitive because you've got to try and, you know, not that I, I hate the saying, the whole fake it to make it. I don't believe in that um, whatsoever, but um, it's, it's almost like a flip of that, right? Because it sounds like a lot of your learning right now comes from surrounding yourself with people. So it's like going directly to the source, you know? It's like for me, if, if now in my career, if I want to go and learn about, you know nfts I'm going to go and reach out to an nft company and reach out to the founders and the people who created that you know versus you know there's no shortage of information out there you can go and watch hundred thousands of YouTube channels and read books and but it sounds like for you you go directly to the horse's mouth and I obviously understand why because it's generally it, it's it's the the value of life that I call it's called skipping the cue you know, I hate lining up. I hate lining up. I'll if there's a fast track line, I'll always go for the fast track line. And when it comes to learning, you know, it's, it's the ability to go to the person who is actually created something or the person who's, who's a leader in the industry, you know, for me, you know, when, when it comes to learning, so there'll be people potentially listening going, well, it's all right for you, Fred, it's all right for you, Brett, you can go to people directly because your, your network's probably a lot larger than mine or you've been and you've got a lot more to give to people, you know, like it wouldn't be hard for you to go and open a door and talk to someone with influence, right? But for the majority of people, it would be. So what what's your advice to someone who, you know, wants to learn in that way? Like, yeah, if I want to learn about Bitcoin, I'm going to go and see Fred, right? But you obviously don't have a, a welcomed open door for anyone and everyone because you just wouldn't be able to, to cater to it. So what's, what's some steps or some advice that you can give people to be able to go directly to the horse's mouth?
1: So I think it's, it, 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 all, it comes back to, I think, in the uh, Seven Principles of Highly Effective People, that book. Um, the book really affected me uh, and it comes back to looking for the win-win. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe you don't have, you know, like you're saying, you don't have as much, you know, knowledge or influence. connections or yep. influence, whatever it may be, but you got something. And, you know, that actual something, by the way, could just be time. Maybe you've got nothing to do, (laughs) but time is extraordinarily valuable to Mm. very busy people.
3: Mm.
1: And if you can trade your time for that knowledge by you, like the obvious trade is, hey, I'll come and work for you for free for three months straight. If, If I work out, that's great. If I don't, that's fine as well. You've had my time for free, but I just want to be and work with you and I'll do whatever it takes. And like if someone came to me like that, and I've had people come to me like that, and just go and just put it all on the line. And normally I'm going to say yes. Like, what's my downside risk here? It's pretty low. Mm. <laughs> um, but you're just going to trade that. Now you've got a very big connection. you basically sacked three months of salary, and how are you going to make that work? Who knows? But you make it work. I know people who have worked two jobs because they want to do that. Mm. They just made it work. They just did whatever it took yeah. to get in the door, to stay there, to persist, to carry on, and then to keep adding value to being there, to turning up every single moment, every day, regardless, learning at the same time. All those things are sort of commodities, which are, you know, they're, they're kind of like everyone has got. Everyone's got those things. Everyone can be persistent, everyone can turn up. Mm. But I'd say you, and, and if you can trade your time, because that's something you've got, that's a resource that you've got. Well, you kind of 70% of the game, right? Now you've got, only got 30%. You've just got to do whatever it is that, that the person wants you to do. You know, and normally if you're, you know, if you, this is what you want to do, then you're probably going to go and do that as well because you've got a lot of time. <laughs> um, and I think the way I think about that is, You know, if you're hanging around a barbershop long enough, you're probably going to get a
2: haircut. Um, So get in there, you know, turn up,
1: call up, be there and just make the offer, be persistent. And if it's not the actual ultimate person you want to speak to, maybe it's one person, two, three, four rungs below them. But at least now you're on the journey. Now you're closer than everyone else is standing outside and everyone, yeah. and, and, and let's be specific about this. There's probably, there's probably another hundred thousand people that are also trying to get to where you're trying to go as well. So, so what are you offering that someone else is not offering?
0: Mm. Yeah. Like I'll, I'll how, far, re-
1: how much, sorry, I just going to answer how much yeah. and how far are you willing to sacrifice to get it? Cause that's yeah. actually the game. That's the, that's, that's, that's your capital. That's your investment that you're prepared to purchase and invest in to get to that place.
3: Mm.
0: But I just want to reiterate that that's, you know, because I often hear it where, yeah, the, the strategy or the tactic could be go and offer your time for free. Now, that's not it as a as a lineal thing, right? Like there's so many, to your point, there could be 100,000 other people, or 50,000 other people who have asked that and, you know, put it out there. The reality is, is, are you going to stop? Are you going to give up? Because you're like, well, I listened to your podcast, Brett, and Fred said that I should reach out to him and offer my services for free for three months, but he said no. It's like, well, back to your point. It's like, are you going to give up? or Are you going to keep persisting at that? You know, and you actually, as a good segue here. You talk about, there's a a quote in your book that says, those who give up are the ones, or those who um, don't give up are the ones who tend to win. I want to talk to you about the concept of giving up and pivoting, right? Because I, I think there, over, over my time, you know, over the last probably 16 years in business, um, as an entrepreneur, I'll say, you know, I, I had a job before that. Um, I, I was what I called a trapped entrepreneur. I didn't know how to be one. Um, but there was the, the concept of so many times where I just wanted to stop what I was doing. But the advice to my, from my mother at the time, bless her bless her heart, was don't give up, don't give up. And maybe I misread that as don't ever stop pursuing this. But, you know, the old Albert Einstein quote is the definition of insanity, you know, is, is doing the same thing, expecting a different result, right? Mm-hmm. How do you make judgments when it's time to, to go, you know, I've pursued this for a certain period of time. Now is the time to, to take an alternate route. So how do you, how do you reconcile giving up versus pivoting?
2: That's a great question.
0: Yeah, and for those listening, Fred's pondering. He's 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 stroking his nicely groomed beard. There, having to think about a a good answer. But <laughs> the, the point there is it's one. And this, this is I what I love it, about you. Yeah, you, you think about it.
2: So. Let's let's let's. Um, there's a um, there's an idea. I play a lot of chess.
1: There's an idea in chess called danger levels, mm-hmm. where you know you have a threat, right? But if I make a bigger threat to a more important piece or to end the game your threat doesn't actually matter anymore,
3: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> right? So, so, you know, and, and, and let's turn that around. So what does that mean in life? It's like, well, how important is this thing actually fundamentally to your goal? Whatever it is that you're starting to go out to, you know, and so if, if, if you're, you know, I'll give you an example of both, both instances, right? I'll, I'll go two different ways. One is during COVID, I launched a marketplace and we had to shut it down in August. It just didn't, it was too much capital. It would have just like overbalanced us. It was, you know, competing with Amazon and eBay it was we had people coming in and, and buying stuff on Finder and businesses listing their stuff on Finder. It was working. It had it had signal rather than noise. But it was just if you want to if we realistically want to be, you know, one or two in the market, yeah. it, it would have taken you know, a proper couple of billion dollars to make that happen. And, and no, no, that is not an underestimate. That is probably how much money we're taking just to play the game. That's yeah, just, yeah. That's, that's, yeah. And time, obviously. Um, so that one, we, 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 I guess you could say we gave up. I wouldn't say we gave up on this idea. We just didn't find the right place or the right exact, it's not the right time mm. for that the second thing i'll tell you a different story is you know when we got smacked by google and you know we spent three months campaigning straight and the traffic didn't come back for three months now you know on this podcast we've been speaking for quite a while but imagine that's you know it's, it's quite a journey to listen to wherever everyone else is listening to but then now imagine one whole day with nothing happening and then a whole week and then imagine a month and then going another month and then another month again and nothing has changed do you keep going well mm. in that one the the, the the danger level was so high it was so critical to do this yeah we this was not a negotiable you we have to find a way and so the marketplace is it'd be great to win this we had a good crack but if we turn away, it's not going to shut the whole show down. Yeah. In the Recover from Google, that is literally like the music ends. Like there's no more music. It's like it's over, on the horse. literally have to win, not, not negotiable. Mm. Um, and so, you know, I tend to think about it a bit like that um, Building the Finder app's been very intense in that sense as well, but we've gotten, you know, some really good signal again, and it's just been a lot of pivots and a lot of movements. We're crafting something. That's where it's something is not clear. There is no, yeah. you know, when I think of innovation, right, so there's two types of innovation. One is incremental. You take something that's working and you slightly improve it. The second one is where you take a literally a di- giant leap out to somewhere that you've got no idea, no one else has any idea. It's literally adding to the knowledge base of humanity, right? That's like – That's like, that's a,
0: like a- Elon Musk's life.
1: <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know whether he was always doing that, but I think over no. time he started to learn to go back to first principles and physics and yeah. – so I don't know whether I'm at first principles level, but I'm you know we're heading in that direction. Our trajectory is creating stuff, more and more stuff that's just brand new, which is really cool. But in that instance, I think you know, when you do hit a roadblock, I think that's is another circumstance when you're creating something and it's a new business type, no one's seen it before, your business is new, there's nothing to really parallel against. It's kind of like you think it's sort of a bit something, but it's not really. My submission in that moment is is you need to make an assessment of one, do you have enough capital to keep going? Mm. And when I say capital, I just want to redefine that bread if I can. One is money. Money is is a type of capital, but it's more than money. Do you have the energy capital, the banked up health that you're potentially sacrificing in order to go on that journey? Do you have the motivation and inspiration of your team? How grinded down are they? Uh, Do you have enough capital to keep going? Mm. Um, three, you know, I, I see it sort of like personal capital of relationships. Like how much have you borrowed from your personal relationships? You know, how far down in debt are you with your closest other? And, you know, how much more can you borrow? Mm-hmm. Because you're putting every, you're sinking everything into this, right? Yeah. And I just got to make a call there where you may get to a point where you're going to lose it. You're going to lose stuff and and that's okay. You can also take that choice. You're going to lean into it, be conscious, aware, open about it. You may lose people. You may lose certain things. You may get very sick. That can happen as well. But I think you just got to be conscious and aware of in those moments. And that may be times where you're not prepared to sacrifice that. And that's when maybe you need to give up.
0: Mm. Yeah, I I think it's the ability you, you tapped on it there is the ability for you to be aware of your situation you know so you're not making these decisions blindly because we could sit and watch a dozen different owner business owners make decisions and we're like why did you do that but they could be like well I was fully aware of it but I was also willing to take that risk you know the risk reward ratio or what we don't know is you know this is their last at bat and this is their last opportunity to to make it work so you know it's that ability to to create your own um you know, gravity rating, so to speak, of how important is this? How committed are you to see it through? You know, are you willing to, to bleed, you know, f- until this thing happens or doesn't happen? Um, you know, for me, the, the biggest, I, I learned through experiences, right, which obviously most people, I would say all people should, but um, whether they can be aware that they there's a learning lesson there. But, you know, for, for me, that whole concept of giving up, Yeah. I, my upbringing, I grew up with that attitude of, Oh, I can't give up. I can't give up. Why would I give up? You know, I'm a failure type thing. You know, the first experience was when I was an apprentice cabinet maker. So, you know, kicked out of high school. I think we might've talked about this, but I got kicked out of high school and then I became a cabinet maker and I was literally, I knew from day one though, that that was not what I was supposed to do and I didn't want to be here. But again, I took advice from my mum, and she was giving me the best advice that she could with what she knew to be true, right? Which was something that took me many years to learn that. Um, but I stayed there and did my entire apprenticeship and so forth. But I always resented to myself going, why did you stick it through to prove that you got stickability? So then when I went to university, I, I went to uni and made my... My first year, I ended the first year of uni. I said, there is no way I'm going back to do another four years of this. It's an absolute waste of time. So I learned from it, right? And and I think experiences will give you the battle scars and the scar tissue to realize, hey, now's time to pivot. Because, mate, we're living in a time with with COVID and there's many, many businesses going through extreme hardship. And, you know, I talked about this a, a few months ago. And it was really that I think, and I'd love to get your perspective on it. I think there's so many business owners right now have been given the opportunity, and maybe I'm just overly optimistic, but I feel they've been given the opportunity as a bit of a get out of jail free card. It's like now it's no longer spending time doing what you were doing, right? And not liking it. And you're sort of beating yourself up as you were trying to continually build this thing now you've got a potential opportunity to go and do that thing that you ultimately want to do. What's, what's your thoughts around, around that being, you know, given the current climate, someone listening to this going, geez, I just, w- when, when should I just hang up the boots?
1: Wow. That is such a big call. Wow. Cause
2: you're <laughs> right. I think. Mean- There's probably
1: a lot of businesses right now. You're exactly right. And they literally, they were on their last legs and then they just got bowled over. Mm. There's those ones and it's just, just let it go. It's okay. You got, you know, and then then I guess a lot of that was honor. You know, I just want to protect your honor. Yeah. So pride. And then now you can go, well, during COVID, it wasn't a good time. And there's lots of people who just did that. They've got, look, this ain't going to work. I oh, well, next. I've met lots of people who have pivoted and they're pivoting, yeah. which is really cool. And I respect that. Um, and then I think on the other side, maybe just a quick story, people who, you know, they've lost their job or they've, they're at home and everything's weird. They got all this time and they've always wanted to start this business or do, you know, create financial freedom for themselves, whatever it may be.
2: I think now is the ultimate time to try that because
1: everyone's on such a level, level playing field. Like even myself, I'm at home, you know, and there's only so far I feel you can go with Zoom and Slack and yeah. Google Docs, you know what I mean? It's brutal. It's just brutal. Mm.
2: Culture is it just-
0: It feels so you know, unhuman, doesn't it? It feels so unhuman.
2: Very, 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 very
1: challenging. Times and so you've got this level playing field, which is really cool. You've got, I think, human behaviour is changing. You know, getting used to just things being delivered, things being. We watch. We you know, like I've noticed again. I, I said that I was in a, I'm a bit of a chess player, but what I've noticed is online chess is exploding, mm. exploding. Like all the commentators and great players and they've become professional streamers and they're just streaming nonstop now because everyone wants to consume because everyone's at home. Yeah. Um, and so there's all these new opportunities, right? It's huge. And you can experiment, you can try things. Um, quick story, I started and we went full-time into Credit Card Finder, the beginning startup of Finder in 2009. So very close to the GFC. It was a very, mm-hmm. it was a, a, financially a very unstable time but it was the best time. Yeah. Because we were only just starting and the market was getting itself back on its feet, and so we were in a level playing field. Um best time to launch during a down, right on the bottom. The, the lower the better.
0: Yeah. So let's let's talk about that as a, as another really good segue. You talk about in the book the concept of vision docs. So this this is sort of how well, actually, maybe you, you explain what vision docs are to you and, and how they could be helpful for, for people.
2: Well, I think
1: there's a magical process that happens when a human takes an idea in their mind and puts it onto a piece of paper. Mm-hmm. Mr. Gutenberg created an unbelievable revolution for the human uh, uh, you know, human species. Um, I won't say race because there, there were two races, three races before, if you certainly, we'll get back to that. Um, we are able to translate to other people at a much faster bandwidth by writing things down. And by writing things down, people start to then, number one, digest your idea. Number two, start to manifest their ideas from your ideas and build upon them. And number three, it's an artifact that you can always come back to. And that is the moment where, you know, if you have a vision of the future, you should write that down and that will create a reality. I had this weird thing happen, Brett, and I'll just call it out and it's has happening right now is that I've just, I'm in this moment of creation. This is just me personally and I'm talking off the cuff here. This is, I don't know where I'm going with this, but I just shared, this is pretty vulnerable. And I've opened myself up to the universe right now to receive. I'm listening to the universe right now. Listening, for whatever's coming, whatever's happening, I am open to receiving right now. I'm ready to receive because I'm trying to manifest my ultimate creation. Mm. Like right now I'm in this moment of creation.
0: What do you mean and, ultimate and, and creation? And been- the, the thing that dwarfs Finder? Like you you clearly think Finder is just a, a stepping stone to something greater. Is that what you're...
1: I, I, 100%, it, may, it yeah. may be within Finder, it may not be within Finder. It's just yeah. I'm here to receive, I'm open, I'm asking the universe. Mm. It's I've asked it, it's, 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 it's already probably talking to me. I just can't hear it yet yeah. potentially or it's just delivering it in its way that it needs to deliver, but I am ready to receive that. Mm. I'm taking it up another level to create a whole, like what is my maximum creation I can ever make? Mm. What is that? I want to know, and I'm going to try to make that. That's what I'm. I'm open to receive that right now. Mm.
0: Man, it's so crazy. You share that because you know. I was talking to you. I've been going through this personal journey myself, through a business and personal journey, and you know, um, having my first child and and creating now a new business. I don't even think I've launched it to my podcast yet, or to I, I, I've. When I say I've launched it, I've done one post on Facebook about it and got an obscene amount of of traction with it. But I haven't personally even put it out to the universe yet. Well, sorry, I haven't put it out to the world, um, the social world yet, because I'm still partly in the listening phase as well where, you know, it's because I've never been awarded so much time freedom and my thinking as an entrepreneur. Because, you know, 15 years ago, I started my first company and it's just been bloody bat out of hell from that day on, creating, creating, new thing, building, creating. And I haven't had that time, space, horizon for me to sit down and go, okay, but what is that thing? Like, I've got an opportunity. If I my next thing that I, I endeavor into and move into, it needs to be extremely meaningful or else what I've done is I've gone and just created something else you know, because I'm creating out of a different place now, which uh, I'd like to see But I wonder how much this resonates with you, but I'm now not necessarily creating out of how much money can this thing bring in, but please, I want to put a caveat around this because that's really important. This thing will bring in more money than anything I've ever done in my entire life as well. That's another, that's a caveat I'll put around that because that just simply means impact even further, right? More money, more impact. Um, but it's interesting you say that, like how far through your thinking process do you feel you are, you know, as in, okay, I think I might have it or are you at the real starting spot? Are you waiting for for some triggers to land? Where, where are you? Because I'm sort of at that tail end of it, I believe. I think I've got a, you know, if I had to put a statistic, you know, maybe 25 30% left. And that's more the, are you sure this is the right thing? Have I battle tested this? Have I talked to enough people that I respect to, to battle test this back to me to see if I am doing the right thing?
1: I think I'm about 15% in, right. maybe 10, 10, 15 max. Um, everything's just, things are just starting to come out of the woodwork recently. I'm like, whoa, I didn't see that. Yes. Oh wow, that and just other people saying it back to me, going, "This is really magical. This is so magical that we've come together in this way." I'm like, "Yeah, it is. This must be something here." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, 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 I've arrived in this place, and I don't know how I've got here, but I didn't really expect to know how I've got here. I'm just following the universe, telling me where to go, and so I'm, I'm just channeling that and rolling with it, where it goes.
2: I'm like cool. I'm like just engaged and open and listening. Um, but I think it's that's that's. I don't know, Brett,
1: actually. That's my guess. Mm. But maybe I've, I've seen some things recently that have a lot of signal and I'm trying some new things and it's, it's been exciting. It's good. And I'm trying to also get out of my own way. That's another thing. You know, like <laughs> and just be a bit objective as well. It's kind of tough. Yeah. Um I'm not sure, man. Yeah. I'm not sure. Um, how, how
0: do you how do you avoid it consuming every bloody waking moment of your mind? Because you know, I, I know you're you're a creator at heart, right? And and I'm just gonna make an assumption here, so correct me if I'm wrong. I feel you get more energized out of this creation, and you get liberation out of this—the momentum being started. I feel most entrepreneurs are we're momentum-based human beings. So once we once we get into a flow of momentum, we just feel even more empowered to do more and think more. And and um, versus, you know, you, you're still obviously involved in a number of of you know your businesses. How do you um, avoid this thing consuming you? You know, and to put this into to context with people at home who maybe they are thinking about doing something different, or they want to start a new business, and they're spending. and I actually had a chat with an entrepreneur a couple of days ago where he had an idea. Um, and if you're listening to this, you'll know who you are. I think you are listening to this. But he had an idea about an exciting business model, something to to capitalize on, something that's really needed right now, that would be great. But then I, I basically. And, and I'll, I'll frame it. I, I was very empathetic about it. But I basically said, look, mate, love your idea. I'm probably the first person to tell you this right now. Like you need to battle test this just because it feels good to you and your heart's feeling amazing from it and emotionally it makes you feel vibrant. You've got to remember every second you give up thinking of this and even acting upon this is another second you're not spending on your other business, right? And that's a trap that a lot of entrepreneurs fall into. You know, I think what happens at this, you know, especially in the early days, and I was a victim to this myself. So, you know, so I'm, I'm probably doing a bit of therapy here on myself here that I used to think it was cool that I had multiple things on at the go. Like, yeah, create a new brand. Yeah. I, you know, I'm the man versus hold on to your point earlier. Time is the most precious resource we have. Every time you you spend on something is time that you're not spending on something else. But another level above that is it's the thinking time. You know, it's the, you're with your, how how old's your new son? Seven months. Seven months. So, you know, it's, 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 if you're hanging out, spending time with him, but you're thinking about this new idea, do you know what I mean? It's that, how do you navigate and manage to ideally calm your mind or not let something consume you? There's there's a
2: newness. I think it's almost impossible.
3: Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I'm not um, crazy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I I don't I don't think I have that skill. Yeah.
0: Um if there's anyone out there who I, can create it, me and Fred are your customers.
1: Yeah. I I think if you're a creator, you're always creating in, creating in your mind no matter where you are, what you're doing, if you're skiing down a slope, if you're washing the dishes, if you're waiting for your sandwich to be made at your favorite shop, there's always something, some signal, some noise, some energy. that Maybe you just needed to recycle and you go back over and all those cycles that you spent and all of those They're all the work that you've done, and no one sees those work. That work, so you know, but that's part of the creation process. Yeah, it's. I don't think it's possible. Personally, I don't. I'm not capable without doing that. Unfortunately, yeah, I, I, I have to put it all in.
0: And and I don't think it's a bad I, I don't think it's a bad thing either. And I don't want to frame it and it's it's a bad thing. It's it's that ability to have the emotional intelligence to know though when something's consuming you too much, right? For me, whenever I'm in creation mode, which I have been and, and I am right now, is I severely mitigate things and certain things in my life that allow me that time freedom where it was normally taken up by something else. So what I mean is where I might be. Um, waiting in the car to walk in somewhere for a meeting or, you know, I'm, I'm sitting at home, you know, my, my daughter's asleep for half an hour and I've got half an hour to myself, you know, instead of jumping on the phone or turning on the TV, allow yourself the time to just sit there with, with nothing except for your thoughts, right? Because that's the best time to let it sort of, and, and what I'm, I guess I'm saying here is if you can create an environment where it's forced thinking because you've got nothing else to be able to do. There's no distractions. You know, then you don't need to sit and go, okay, Tuesday at 3 p.m. is my thinking time. It's like you've got so much more time throughout your day and evening to be able to sit and ponder. And I think ideas are best um, to your point. The signal is greater when there's no expectation on the signal right? That, that you'll be able to pick up a greater signal when there's no expectations. When, if you so again, I'll use a Tuesday, 3 PM and you're at the whiteboard and it's like, it's time to map out my new amazing idea. It's like that's sort of step three in the, the creation process. From my perspective, it's the ability to mm-hmm. be able to sit and let it filtrate through and whatever comes to, to your point, the, you know, being open and letting the universe land something on your lap versus forcing it out.
2: I think you're right, hundred percent, definitely.
1: And I was just picking, just building on your idea. There's another moment when you're you're really thinking about it and it's flowing. I will stay awake until four o'clock in the morning if I'm on something Mm. because it doesn't come all the time, you know Mm. it, it, it. when it arrives, it's here and that's it. Yeah. And then
0: The wormhole is open and you're gonna going to extract as much as you can.
1: Yeah, just slurp it all down. Yeah. Download that, put it in the tank, and then when you're done, then go to sleep, and then you can digest that afterwards. But take it all in. Get it all down in there.
0: Mate, I want to – obviously, our conversations, we can always go down so many tangents. So I want to sort of make sure that – we're we're giving the book enough justice here. And and obviously I've already probably recommended it. Um, Well, certainly go and pick up a copy. If you haven't, you're you're missing out if you haven't. Um, But my question to you is, and it's probably one that you, it's probably a very common question, especially when you create a list of principles, um, you know, what's your favorite principle within there. But I'm not interested in so much. What's your favorite principle? I'm interested in how you arrived at why that is your favorite principle.
2: Hmm.
1: Well, I'm really on principle four right now, really the ultimate creative expression of yourself. I'm actually in that mode.
0: Right. (laughs) Well, that makes sense. Um,
1: Yeah. I, I, I do. I use my own principles. I eat my own caviar. Um,
0: you're lucky there's caviar. Think, hey,
1: yeah. <laughs> well, you know why not? <laughs> I, I make, no,
0: exactly. I make, why the fuck not?
1: I make good stuff. Um, <laughs> you know, I think. Grow outside your comfort zone. You know, I, I'm always slightly uncomfortable. Persistence. It's not. It's like a, I think it's relentlessness. You know, meaning, ultimate creative expression. Manufacturing serendipity, be remarkable. I love be remarkable. Manufacturing serendipity as well is really cool because that's
2: that's where you get luck. You throw a bit of luck in. I think being remarkable is something which I've...
1: It's just taken a long time for me to perfect and hold
0: how, how myself does one, and everyone else. How does someone be remarkable? And what is? firstly, let's establish what remarkable means. What is mm-hmm. remarkable? And then how does someone... Get on that quest to become remarkable, because it's it's you could almost say everyone is remarkable right now the way that they are. But obviously, I don't we don't believe that. Um, well, I don't I don't believe that. In, well, at a very baseline level. Um, but explain what remarkable is, and then what how can someone be remarkable?
2: So, um, I think that. Um, Remarkable is that you
1: are willing to remark to someone else about the idea or concept.
2: Um, And when when I think of these things, I think of like Windows. Like I think of like, you know, like a giant shoot of ideas and everyone sort of, you know, stays
1: away from the walls and they're just sitting sh- stuff down the pipe, down the shoot. It's all going down. Right. Mm. And every now and then something hits the side or um, goes around the thing or,
2: you know, goes over it or, and, and everyone's like, Whoa, look at that. And I kind of
1: think of it like, you know, it's either a massive smash or it's a big success, right? So it doesn't, doesn't matter which one it is, actually. They're both equal on the dopamine scale of humanity. Um, but you've got to hit either the 2.5% of the wow or the 2.5% train wreck. Um, the 95% in the middle is basically boring and it's not going to raise any pulses. It's... You know, you don't remember the person that you bought your last three
2: train tickets from. You you don't remember the name of the last five buses you caught.
1: Um, yes, you got a great latte yesterday and probably the day before, but do you remember any of the lattes before then? Mm. Not really. So 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 what I think of is how do you get outside that big, mushy, sort of gray-brown area of life
3: mm-hmm.
1: and get to the 2.5% on either side.
2: And I think to do that, you just... Firstly, you got to hold yourself accountable to it. And the second thing I think is really important is
1: to re-challenge and re-set the goal. When you get to a certain level... And I think the first story in this book talks about this. You know, I talked to, it says, you know, it talks about when we first hit $20,000 of revenue for the very first time. And everyone was like, wow, that's incredible. And I said, the first thing I said was, that's really cool. Imagine when we hit, imagine what a hundred thousand looks like. Mm. And that was a lot of money. That was like, like, there's nothing much, you know, this is a very small business. It's like, that's unheard of. It's like, I mean, it's almost unimaginable. And, I think if you could take ideas and go, okay, you know, the first idea you had was great. The second idea you go, but, you know, scrap that, go and make a better idea. The second idea you make is pretty good. Then if you can scrap that and go, okay, how can it be even better? And start to get to this area where it's really, really hard to get a little more alpha, a little more remarkable, a little more unique, then you're really starting to, now you're trying to get close to remarkable. Mm. And I think that's that's that process. That's that, you know, is this outside, you know, that main window, or is it, or is it sort of inside? You know, I think that's you've got to be the determinant of that. You're the one who's got to hold yourself and your crew accountable.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's it's so important if you do want to stand out, right? And it's not just standing out for standing out's sake you because know, there's so many facets to it. You know, I, for those who are listening on the audio won't see this, but, you know, behind you hanging up is your, what I would describe as a, a jacket that looks like something Gucci's made, but it says buy Bitcoin on it, you know. And, and I remember you actually, I've seen on your Instagram, you attended, whether it was an award event or something like that, where everyone was wearing bloody suit and tie and, you know, you were wearing this gold laced looking, you know, multi-coloured aqua dark blue jacket. It was actually, I think a two piece you had, you had the pants to boot as well, but those things there, you know, that's how you can stand out obviously as a person, but what that does is, and I looked at that and I say, that's, that's something that you do when you're standing out in other areas as well. And what I mean is that was just an extension of who you are, right? Like this, this isn't something that, Um, And and I'm sharing this because I want people who are listening to realize that, you know, you don't have to just go and do crazy things and put things on and and be someone that you're not, because I think remarkable to me as well is, is that ability to stand in your own truth, but Mm. emanate and, and vibrate at that level that people can see whether you're one foot tall and you're standing in the corner, people need to be able to feel that there's a one foot tall person in the corner. You know what I mean? So it's that extension of, you know, and and you said it it was the ability to hold yourself accountable to, but I think, yeah, the first step that anyone needs to, to make is they need to decide that that's who they are going to be. Right. That's who they are going to be, and this is who who you are going to show up as every single day, as as often as you frequently can, right? Mate, I'm, I'm just aware of the time here. I think we um I've got a heap of questions related to the book, but every time we connect, we 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 go on tangents, but good nonetheless. I wanted to talk about crypto and a whole heap of other things, but we'll, I think we have to save that for for another crypto cast. Um, I've been been pretty heavily into the the crypto space, again, the last sort of 12 months at an education level. And when I say 12 months, mm-hmm. you know, I sort of dipped my toe back in 2017, but it was the last sort of run, or well, through COVID, and part of me going on this next journey of what's next for me, I really started to pay attention to, one, the crypto world. But that's really the, the carrot, right? Cryptocurrency, Bitcoin is the carrot that people need to... Um, follow. And then what they're introduced to is something that is absolutely revolutionizing the world. Right. Which I agree. Me, just, you know, and I know you're on that same train um, and you're, you've been a big advocate for and a, uh, you know, finder actually offers it right now. So, you know, head over to finder.com.au um, as well. You guys are doing some amazing things there, but mate, I definitely want to talk about that in future episodes, but I want to, um, I want to leave the episode with, I've asked a similar question before. Um, and it was a question that I ask every guest. And it was the, the, uh, um, the Facebook one where, you know, I said to you, if you could post one thing on Facebook, you know, what would it be? Um, but I want to change it up. If you had a 15 second pre roll on YouTube, right? And you were, every person who watches a YouTube video over the next week sees your 15 second pre roll video, they can't skip it. They've got to listen to it all and they intently listen. Right. Well, this is a hard question, I know, but especially for someone who thinks so deeply about it. But what comes to your mind now?
2: What's gravitating? Uh, it's really it's bad, but I, I don't know.
1: If it's bad or good. But it's, like right now, I just think it would just say, it would be on repeat, like sort of five, maybe three seconds. Just see. Buy Bitcoin. Go to Finder Recovery. Buy Bitcoin. You know, download Finder. Buy Bitcoin. Download yep. Finder. Buy Bitcoin. Download Finder. Buy Bitcoin. <laughs> download. Just repeat, repeat, like bundled, simply, like just nonstop. Like buy Bitcoin. Download Finder. Bitcoin,
0: buy, Bitcoin, Bitcoin, download finder. Bitcoin. buy Bitcoin. Download
1: Finder. Buy Bitcoin. Download Just nonstop. Like repeat. Yep. It's like buy Bitcoin. It's like must buy Bitcoin. You know, like yeah. good. Yeah, that's gonna be good for your your wealth. You're gonna yeah. grow your wealth. You're like if there's one message. Crypto is hot right now. And it's not that the price of Bitcoin is moving. It's all the other things are are like on fire with it. DeFi is on fire. NFTs are on fire.
0: Lightning network. It's It's so
1: hot. And if that gets you in that rabbit hole and helps you build your wealth, do it. Yeah.
0: Mate, I look forward to it. um, No doubt I'm going to get asked when we're going to do our crypto episode. So we'll have to lock that in in the coming weeks. That's for sure. Do it. Um, Mate, been an absolute pleasure as always. Um, Highly recommend everyone if you haven't yet read the book, um, go and check it out. Um, Mate, what's the URL for the book? Go live. If you just go
1: to fredshavester.com.
0: Fredshavester.com. If you don't know how to spell fredshabesta, just go into Google and attempt it and Google will help you out. It will pop up. Um, All right, brother. Mate, pleasure as always. Thank you.
1: Thank you, man.